It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the right time. A Wave Sports and Entertainment original presented by Prize Picks. My name is Bobody Jones. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. Why are you at it? Click that subscribe. Click that like. It is Foxworth Friday. Dominique Foxworth, what's going on? What up, man? I am looking forward to Foxworth Friday. We got to hang out in person. We got a lot to talk about. We did. I, I told the people, man, I was so excited about seeing the skinny bowl, but then you got that carbone table, so we had to do it. And then we looked down, and the skinny bowl was a beat em down. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't missed much. And neither side was, pl- I mean, neither of the skinnies were pay- playing particularly well. Like, it was, at least their numbers didn't suggest it. I was looking forward to checking it out myself, rewatching the, the replay, but I didn't bring myself to doing that because I didn't want to watch them stink. Nah, nah, I wish they would have fought, honestly. Like, that's just what, like, what's it going to take for the fight? Because you know one of them going to be good to elbow you. You got, you got their fight last night. Well, I guess you call that a fight. <laughs> Dray- Draymond's a wild dude, but it wasn't going to be the skinny fight. Yo, he's, I mean, I talked about it a little bit on Wednesday uh, with the homie Kenny Beecham, but yo, whose first move is I'm going to try to choke you out like that. That is a little bit cuckoo for Coco Puzz, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, you're not, we, nobody's interested in um, diagnosing Draymond, but we've seen him for a long time. And as a football player, I feel <laughs> that I can recognize when somebody snap. And, like, Draymond <laughs> seems to be a guy who, like, this is not, like, uh, a breakthrough revelation. He seems to be a guy who plays best when he's on edge. And when you're on edge, it don't take much. And somebody say the wrong thing, somebody do the wrong thing. But in this particular case, this was unique because Draymond always, it, it feels like the aggressor. This had Ron Artest vibes to it, to me, where it was just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. Like my reflex, choke a motherfucker out. <laughs> right like, like like he's choking out the peacemaker you know damn well like steve kerr said after the game that uh rudy had clay by the neck and that's why draymond responded come on man i'm I'm generally of the belief of you never know what anybody's capable of once it jumps off except when we talk about rudy or carl like i don't think you got to worry about neither one of them dudes you know that rudy wasn't in there causing no ruckus he just mad at rudy and tried to choke rudy out like try to choke somebody that's a that's different dog yeah i i made this mistake um it was my second season in the league i came back home was with my guys and we just playing xbox messing around then we start play fighting i put my homeboy to sleep by mistake because (laughs) what you think what you think you're doing is is like restricting their breathing. And so I'm like, all right, man, you can hold your breath for longer than 10 seconds. <laughs> but what I didn't realize that I was doing was restricting the blood flow. Damn My man babe. went to 
sleep and was snoring <laughs> on a beanbag chair. And I started thinking about how we was going to get rid of this body. Because, like, look, man, you don't want me to go to jail. I mean, that's not what he would want. We're going to we gonna have to move this man. I'm going to take care of his family. But what I ain't going to do is spend no time behind them, them, them metal bars. Yeah, you, you, was, you, was, you had a Jason Williams moment. Jason with a Y. Oh, oh, yeah, that was a bad moment, but I would have panicked. <laughs> I do think, though, the Rudy situation, it seems to me, and some basketball insider could probably tell you better than me, but I don't know how to properly phrase this, but don't nobody like Rudy Gobert and feel like <laughs> in the NBA, right? Yo, and, or at the very and least, so they he, don't see one of those guys where he's like, oh, I get my chance? Okay, give me that. Yeah. But the thing I don't get about that is it's one thing to be a guy that people don't like, but I just I, I took Rudy Moore as a guy that people don't respect. Like, not yeah. so much a guy that people don't like to the point where you can't wait for the chance to choke him out. That would be Draymond Green, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, 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 like there's a difference. Yeah. Like, look, man, we got people in our line of work. Well, actually, not that many, but I mean, you know, we probably yeah. got a couple people that we don't like, right? Yeah. But it's only a couple that we want to choke out. Yeah, you give me the give me a reason. Like, there's not a whole bunch of people in the give me a reason category for me at 40 years old. But I do, I, I feel you. Like, Rudy's the guy that you that you roast in front of people. You know, like you just that's how you get Rudy. He ain't yeah. the guy that you want to choke. But I guess when you Draymond hey. and Draymond ain't really the guy you want to choke either. Hold on, maybe Draymond. Um, had a terrible bout with COVID-19 and he remembers yep. that time that Rudy Gobert was patient zero. <laughs> Maybe that's it, that's, right? That's you shut my, down our my, entire league. That's my man. That's what our guy Saturday said this morning. He was like, mm, Draymond missed them checks. <laughs> Rudy cost everybody some money. So you got to go. Right, he can't, just go wait for the opportunity. You're a cancer to your team in the entire league. That was when he hit him. Still to this day, one of the greatest lies of all time. You remember that one? Who's that? So, after a game, Charlie Villanueva jumped on the tweets and said that Kevin Garnett called him a cancer patient, which seemed to offend him greatly. And if he say so. And I'm only saying if he say so because... Charlie Villanueva acting like that's the first time he ever heard that in his life. And I feel very confident saying that that is not the case. People just aren't that creative. that's, That's all I'm saying, right? But he said that, and Kevin Garnett was like, no, I didn't say he was a cancer patient. I said he was a cancer to his team and to our league. <laughs> That's it. I, I do remember that. But at the time, I wasn't in the business of analyzing this stuff. I'm confused as to why that particular insult was so like upsetting to people. Because like the rest of the stuff that KG has been accused of saying seems yes. much harsher. Like we yes. we we celebrate people who overcome the, yeah. those type of challenges. Nah, Charlie Villanueva had a problem with it, and then once he had a problem with it, we had yeah. a problem with it. I'm just telling you right now. You go tell that to Josh Dobbs, he's gonna roll his eyes at you. <laughs> Damn, I've been seeing. Yeah, never heard that one before. I've been seeing on the internet like people on uh, Minnesota fans shaving their eyebrows in solidarity, like they because that means that they are in love with Josh Dobbs. I'm like, man, a don't do that. That seems unnecessary. B that don't really seem like respect and appreciate. Like I get what you're going for, but just say thanks, Josh. Yeah, like like that's what you do when somebody does have cancer. Yeah. Right? Like when somebody has chemo and it's like, yo, we all in this together. 
Josh Dobbs, no, we not. Like, like, like he understands two picks later and you're going to be coming out here looking like uh, Chris Carter, whoever it is, right? Like, yo, she's going to be right back. <laughs> Chris how did that Anthony come Davis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anthony Davis is a more contemporary example. But Chris Carter, as soon as you said it, I saw them big bushy things <laughs> right up in my head. Like, yeah, Chris Carter got some thick ones. I don't know why it took me so long to get to Anthony Davis, how I just completely <laughs> went 20 years before. It was like, yo, we going to get to Chris Carter. It's the football. It's the Minnesota. Like, I can see how you could get there. There we go. There we go. I needed that. <laughs> I appreciate you on that one. But let me tell you something I thought was interesting in what you just said, though, about Draymond and the being on edge part. Um, Because, by the way, Minnesota, sneakily through 10 games, the best team in the West. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training, just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. Spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering off. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute course session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all access membership and NBA league pass subscription required. Yeah. Like it's one thing to have the eight and two record, but they also have the best point differential. Like this is like they, they out here doing it, but also Anthony Edwards bust Draymond's ass in that game. Right. Draymond taught that noise to him and he came and gave it to him. It is not a good sign for the golden state warriors that the Minnesota Timberwolves can have them on tilt. And by the way, what I also didn't seem to realize about that moment, but Ben DeWan told me, wasn't the score zero to zero? Yeah, 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 yeah. They were 90 seconds in. Nobody scored a bucket, <laughs> and they got three people ejected. I, that's got to be the first time in NBA history, any sports history, outside of, like, there's local rivalries where we show up, you know, uh, high school teams. They show up like, oh, yeah, this, this is going down. We don't care about this game. But not in the professional ranks. We're here to make money and play ball. Doesn't say hockey's the only one where they'd be like, yo, we're gonna do it, right? Okay, cool. Soon as soon as the the I don't know if it's a whistle or horn, whatever it is, they bang on a cowbell. However, they start that shit. Next thing you knew, them gloves was off and they they ready to scrap it out. Like they decide that you knew when you left town the last go round that this is what it's about to be. I never, I didn't bother to look up and find out the particulars of this or whatever. I just know that Clay Thompson came out of there with, with looking like, looking like a real American. Yeah. You know, like his thing <laughs> cut halfway down, like Michael Jackson about to hit the stage in 92. Yeah. I forgot the other player's name, but they just thought, I don't Jamie know. What, what, yeah. I, I don't know what started it, but they just start tussling. And it's like, it's a weird one because obviously neither of them want to fight, but neither of them want to back down. They just you saw what happened, but it just is like yeah. a weird way to start it, and then it just escalated. And of course, Draymond, you can't you can't bring him unless I told you this story before, where I learned my lesson about you can't bring yes. the wrong. You can't. This is the element yes. for those who have been around. Yes. I told this <laughs> yes. story one time where some people was talking some stuff to me when I was a freshman in high school. So I went and uh, 
went and got the people that I know would take care of business thinking that I would bring that because it was a threat. Like, don't go to this party because these dudes going to jump you. I was like, okay, fine. What I'm not going to do is have the whole school here that I'm not allowed to go to a party and then not go to the party. What I am going to do is bring some people who I know ain't nobody messing with. The problem is I brought a bunch of Draymond Greens. They showed up waiting for the puck to drop. And ain't nobody dropped the puck. So they was like, all right, well, we just fucking everybody up. It was, it was a problem. Oh, scrambling afterwards, getting away from the cops. But anyway, classic story. Classic Fox Friday The element tales. did not come to dance. The element <laughs> did not come to dance. But apparently you could have brought Carl Towns. Um, <sighs> and, and look, people, you know, I know I'd be hard on Carl. I'm not pretending yeah. like I don't be hard on Carl, but to whom much is given, much is required, right? Patrick Beverly was like, yo, I taught Carl better than that. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly was very disappointed that Carl Towns was watching his man get choked out. But as I said before, the Ant-Man was pretty close too, not covered in glory either. Yeah, but the Ant-Man, when you are that type of player, not saying you should go full, full Carmelo, but when you are the guy, that's why they got enforcers in, in, bas- I mean, in hockey. Please, I do not need Ant-Man getting suspended. I do not need Ant-Man bruising or fracturing or tearing anything on account of some jersey tears. Somebody get Ant-Man. The rest of you uh, medium to slightly above average players, get in there. Mix it up. Not Ant-Man. I'm going to tell you this right now, though. There also might be a number two reason why Ant-Man didn't get involved in that fight. And I'm going to tell you this right now. That's a big old dude from Oakland City, dog. I don't I don't think you want to find out. He ain't get he ain't get to where he got by accident. He ain't get to where he got without purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I my money well, I heard you guys last time and I've heard people talk about Anthony Edwards before as being a great football player and just an all-around just impressive athlete. I think Ant-Man would fare well in no matter what competition that he participated in. And the problem with faring well in a fight is the better you fare, the longer you are suspended. So Ant-Man whoop whoop a a few asses, which I I tend to believe that he not taking no L's out there that he going to be out for a minute. I tell you this, though, if Ant-Man whoop Draymond Green's ass, they would retire the number. Uh, I forget he stopped wearing number one. He went back to his other number. Was it five? They would retire yeah. five all across the NBA. They would retire that number like he was Jackie Robinson, like Bill Russell. Do they? I, yeah, I don't. I don't know this. Obviously, the how do people generally feel about Draymond? Because he feels like once you have enough success and you're around longer, if you win a bunch of championships, there's a lot of respect that comes with it. But there's also this idea that. He was more fortunate than most of our multiple-time All-Stars and champions? Well, the bottom line is he kicks people in the nuts. To me, when we start talking about respect, and we're like, Chris Paul, one of the greatest players of all time, man, but we know he'd be hitting people in the nuts. And that, that, that changes everything, right? Like, how we feel about you is completely different once we find out you be hitting people in the nuts. And Draymond's got a reputation for doing that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I when I was working at the union, the basketball union, they still really respected Chris Paul, and he had long since been known to be. And maybe it's respect him in different settings, but fair. It's uh, and I guess because he was really talented in a way that people could obviously appreciate. But with Draymond, while no one would argue that he's not great. He's not good at the things that basketball players tend to like and respect, which is why yeah. there's a disconnect between how basketball players feel about Kyrie and how the rest of us yes. feel about Kyrie. Yes. And I think that's interesting because while we watch Draymond, we like, 
he does something that nobody else does. It's really special. It's really important to this team. When they, I, I'm assuming, when a lot of basketball players watch uh, Draymond, they're like, man, you landed in the right spot, and you are a, an odd puzzle piece that just happened to land in the right puzzle. I had a Division One basketball head coach tell me that nobody has gotten farther or less talented in the NBA than Draymond Green. And the thing about that is he he didn't really mean it as a compliment, but he didn't mean yeah. it as an insult. Like, Draymond figured this thing out. He's the greatest commercial for play four years of college basketball. Just figure out <laughs> what got- you're going to do. It's certainly not an insult. That's how you get coach of the year in the NFL. It's like you you do more with less. So yeah, he yeah. he is the all time coach of the year, and I I certainly don't have a problem with it. But I do notice that it feels like when you talk when you read about NBA players talking about him or talking about anybody else, and even when um Rudy's response, which was actually a cold ass response, saying, yes, he was. Yeah. He ain't want to play. He ain't want to play. Step was out there. He said he ain't want to play. And he also said, "I knew it was him behind me." Which I mean, I felt like that was him low key trying to say that Draymond breath stank. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I I I would not um, guess that it didn't. I'm not saying it do, but I would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Draymond is the type of guy that feel like there's a lot of things on the hierarchy, and and number one is uh, getting into that action. And somewhere along there is brushing them things. <laughs> it just ain't at the top. It just ain't at the top. Uh, he, seems, he, he seems to take good care of his grill, right? I don't know if he yeah. takes that next step and takes care of the tongue. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, we give it. We get. We on Draymond. But I mean, yeah. I think the point is that he. No one was surprised. While I was watching him behave that way, I was like, "That's weird." But if you would have told me that all this happened, and you asked me to guess which player in the NBA was doing this, I'd be like, "Yeah, that's probably probably Draymond Green," because it seemed like something he would do. That's fair. I want to hit you before we uh get this money right fast. I'm gonna let people know who did not know. If you did not know, though, I imagine you know by now. That uh, the nasty man apparently uh, was at that fourteen for fourteen in the second half with a broken bone in his shoulder. Like I don't, so ends the strangest year of anybody. Deshaun Watson. Like I talked about this on Monday, as strange as it was. But what does it say about the Browns? Because they're six and three, and I don't know if it it doesn't matter that he doesn't play for them anymore, or at least doesn't play for them right now. Like like they can still go to the playoffs with PJ. What? Like all of it is what? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, none of it makes sense. The uh, they brought up the stats this morning when all this news came out. I'm on Get Up, and they're like they're five and one with Deshaun Watson, and they're like I don't know, like two and four or something with everybody else. Something that's not good. And this is where uh, wins is not a quarterback stat is perfect to remind people because he is not winning games for them. I remember early in the season that man was throwing the ball backwards, like he was just doing absurd things, and so. Actually, I I thought in my head that he was probably pro, like producing at the same level as their backups. But I mean, if you go by QBR and by other metrics, he's slightly better, but he's still well below average. And so 
you could make the argument that maybe this team will be better off because prior to this, he's in and lineup, he out the lineup. He tell them on Friday he's not playing after they thought he was playing all week. So maybe some certainty will help them uh, game plan around the quarterback they have and move forward. But they don't have a Super Bowl winning team with with uh, Deshaun or without, honestly, which is what they're trying Man, to do. The thing with him, unpopular opinion. And I need people. We got to be able to separate ourselves from like connotation in this and just deal with the facts of it. Mm-hmm. That man been through a lot the last couple of years. I'm not saying that what he has been through was not self-inflicted, but it doesn't change the fact that it is in fact a lot. He seemed like he just need to go get himself right. Now, I'm not saying that anybody needs to have any measure of sympathy for him for what is wrong because it seems to be all his fault. But the reality is, like, if we talk about this for a football team or him as a quarterback or whatever it is, hey, man, you need to go get right because the Browns did the best thing for him. And you know what I'm going to say? They kept all them black dudes behind him on the bench, and that's kept this a little bit quieter. If Tyler Bajent or however you say his name was a Cleveland Brown, woo, woo. Woo, it would sound a little bit different. He okay on that front, but he better go get his mind right. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, we can't climb into his mind. That seems like a reasonable explanation for what happened. But also, the time away could have been the problem. And if you were a fan, you saw the way that he played in that second half, and you like, finally. Took him a while, but he shook the rust off. He just regained all that rust again, if that was the explanation. And it's also like when you sign a big-time contract, you normally backload it. And I haven't looked. I should look it up now, but I, I'm pretty sure that it's probably true. His contract is backloaded. And the reason why they do that is so that they can keep their talent in the front. The championship window is at the beginning, guys. When you sign a long-term quarterback contract, it's at the beginning. And you know how you extend that window? By extending his contract so you can push that that um salary hit deeper into the contract. You know what they're not trying to do to Deshaun Watson? Extend that contract. Right, but see, Dominic, I mean, that's the thing. They need the option of the extension, but I think his, that first year had the crazy low cap number because they were, like, trying to save his money from the suspension. Right. But I think because that whole thing is guaranteed the way it is, like, it's just big cap hits all the way through. But you're right. They should be at some position able to stretch that out. And no, they don't, nobody wants to engage in such behavior with him. Like, I don't. This, like, if we're just talking about this, just the football of it, and look, man, we done talked about the other stuff for years. Like, I don't feel like me and you got to establish our bona fides and our willingness to talk about how horrified we are by a nasty man. Well, I don't think we need to, like, get to that place. But I do look at it just as a team, and I'm like, wow, this is wild. Wild, I tell you, wild, because you would have been 6-3 and three if you had P.J. Walker. Yeah, and he's not uh... – yeah, I actually do like know a little bit about that organization in that locker room. He wasn't like disliked, but he didn't have like the full support. There's a lot of guys confused and questioning each other and looking around throughout the course of the time where he was there. So I'm not 100% sure that they won't be in a better position going forward. The problem is we can't forget how high that ceiling is and we can't forget it and they can't forget it. And we know that if he could somehow tap back in and maybe it's been injuries this whole time, but if he could somehow tap back into that ability to play, that team could mess around and be a Super Bowl favorite, but I ain't nothing for them to worry about now. Not till next season. No. And one last thing. I watched that second half of that game. Where he had the fourteen yeah. for fourteen. You're right. You're right. They, they they was as they was they they was as far from him as I am from this camera. 
like yeah. that. He was a right here, right here, right here. They were calling the game like you do when you think your quarterback's broken. Yep, you're exactly right. I <laughs> I was thinking the very same thing, and I had a hard time this morning having this conversation with people where it's like, hey, he ain't really changing much, and then everybody still knows that he has that ceiling, but it's like we ain't seen that ceiling in like forever. Like, yeah. long enough that we normally give up on most players. If it wasn't for the fact that his money was the way it was, the Browns would have been sniffing around other places, too. Prize picks is the most fun you can have by winning up to 25 times your money this football season. And now you can play during basketball season, too. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. And with the NBA back, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make our picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. And if you stick around for the end of the show, you'll get to hear some picks from producer Sean that can either help you win or make you fail miserably. So make sure you go to prizepicks.com slash Bomani and use code Bomani for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash Bomani. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Today's video is sponsored by SeatGeek. If you're like me and love seeing your favorite artists in concert, you got to use SeatGeek. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including concerts, sports, festivals, and more. With the NFL and NBA seasons in full swing, SeatGeek has your tickets to every game. Being a New Yorker, I have the opportunity to watch the Knicks at MSG or the Nets at Barclays Center. Every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps. And you know I came through for you, so you use my code BOMANI for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code BOMANI. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. Hey, man, uh, we got a Monday night extravaganza coming up, Dominique. It's going to be the Eagles and the Chiefs. It's a pretty big deal. Super Bowl from last year. This is what's interesting to me about the NFL and the way they sell stuff. I'm just curious what you think about this, because I understand where people are going to think I'm going with this, and I'm not necessarily going there on purpose, but we may wind up there. But either way, we got the Pro Bowl starter from the NFC last year, the quarterback from the Super Bowl last year versus Jordan. Like mm-hmm. you, you should be the NFL this year is not playing up quarterback matchups in a way that I find to be strange, given that they sold the last 20 years on quarterback matchups. I guess they kind of do it when you get like Mahomes and Allen before Buffalo's thing went all haywire or whatever. But this is, I mean, this is kind of like some would argue like a one, two situation. Bro, did you see the Super Bowl last year? That was amazing. <laughs> it was incredible. And uh, we're looking at the guy who was about to be the MVP if he didn't get hurt and injure most uh, or and miss the last few games. He was like the odds on favor to be MVP to the other guy who is the default MVP, as you called him. He's George. Yes. He's that place. <laughs> we are looking at two of the best quarterbacks in football and two of the best teams in football. And you're right. 
We always do market the quarterbacks to the point where I find it hilarious when there's an injured quarterback or there's a bad quarterback, and then they slide T.J. Watt up in that in that graphic. They're like, hey, <laughs> show up for T.J. Watt versus Miles Garrett. It's like, ain't nobody showing up for that. We showing up because it's football. I mean, you and I yes. might show up to watch those guys, but you ain't selling that to the average person. They want to see quarterbacks throw, but you're – it's funny that you bring it up because it's not something that crossed my mind at all. Maybe things will change, but and that's on us too because I mean, not you and me specifically, but us in the media, we normally hype these things up, and we ain't been doing it. Well, it's low key crazy, and I don't like I don't remember enough about what games are televised and what slots or whatever. But it's low key crazy that this is a Monday night game. Like maybe this is like throw a bone to ESPN to give them something good with the package. But I don't never recall no Brady Manning game being on the alternate night. You know what I mean? Like, like this is this is. I am stunned that these two teams are in that time slot. That that I can't. I'm I'm floored by the idea that that is where they are. And look, neither of the teams looked as good as they did last year, but they show still look like they got records better than everybody else. That's for sure. And uh, I mean, they're. Again, like default Jordan, these are the default picks for both sides because we trust them both and we've seen, the, seen them do it. And I, I'm pretty sure you're probably right. This was some negotiation that happened somewhere where we were not because you don't just mess around and get a random Super Bowl rematch. Somebody owes somebody a favor. <laughs> somebody was like, hell yeah, you can have that. I don't know if it was negotiating to the package, but they don't get those away. I know how the NFL operates. They do not get those things away without, um, feeling like they are winning in the negotiations. So they got something. I mean, they got caught out there with Denver and Buffalo last week, which honestly, a game that going into the year, they may have thought would have been more attractive, but couldn't have possibly been more interesting than it ultimately turned out to be. I don't know if Russell Wilson is good as has gotten good again, because quite honestly, I don't be watching them. However, I do know this. Everything's going to hell in Buffalo everything. Remember Stephen A implied that Stephon Diggs wasn't happy and everybody said Stephen A didn't know what he was talking about. You remember that? Mm-hmm. One thing I know is Stephen A always knows a little something. He don't be making nothing up. Like when you are mm-hmm. that big people will tell you stuff whether you ask him or not. And he's risk averse. Like I think something that people yeah. need to understand is Stephen A ain't got nothing to gain from exactly. guessing about Stephon Diggs. Like somebody, and he's got good judgment. Somebody told him the Stephon Diggs thing is a thing. And honestly, if any of us had been paying any attention, honestly, the last two years, you'd have known it was a thing. Even though little bro, who we got to remember, is over there rehabbing and bored. He ain't. Ha- he ain't have to engage. He got out there instigating, instigating. And then you saw Tyreek Hill got up there. Instigating too. <laughs> so the thing is, I when family members get into players' business, like I normally be like, "Hey, I wish that person would be quiet." But they, especially when they like get into the messy areas. But most of the time, I give them a pass because I'm like, they don't know what they're doing. They just said something, and they ain't think it was gonna get aggregated. Stephon Diggs mess around, be one of the best corners in football. Stephon Diggs been famous for a long time, and he played for the Cowboys. He knows exactly what he was doing the first time he said something, and he yes. doubled down. So if we're even willing to extend him, like, oh, he just he was drinking. He got it. He got all the sauce and said something crazy because he loved his brother. Then his brother would have called him and said, "Hey, chill out." <laughs> he either he didn't call him or he called him and said, "Hey, turn up." 
He came out with yes. another one that reiterated <laughs> the same fact that I love to bring up is, hey, y'all was on the fence about Josh. Then somebody showed up that could beat man coverage. Now, Josh, the best quarterback in ball. Yep. I would also like to make the point that I think it's a very important one that Trayvon Diggs did not direct his ire toward no Ken Dorsey. <laughs> right. He, he ain't tweet. What's up with these plays? Right. Uh, uh, he ain't tweet. I know what they about to run. He ain't tweet none of that. It was like, get 14 out of there. And neither you nor I would actually want to get 14 out of there. But damn, that's saying a lot. I don't know. Is there, I haven't followed this. Is there like a contract situation? Is there something else? Because I know the offseason story that we all heard. That's a mess. Uh, I hope it's something else. But if that's it, that ain't no reason to leave. But hey, you got to do what you got to do when you are that special. And he's been good at at a, at two different places so like i think that he's yeah. not concerned about that but he should holler at Devontae adams before he get before he get a yes. little too froggy <laughs> well, always and, 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 and i would also make the point to be fair to him and to Devontae adams that whatever's bothering you at your job i imagine bothers you even more when it's cold as hell up there like both them cats was in them places where they like yo man just get me somewhere else man wherever they they asked they asked Devontae adams where he want to go the hottest place in the league oh so vegas oh yeah Derek carr played there too hell yeah let's do that let's do that and then he got there and was like like those clips of Devontae adams coming off the coming off the field this year after having jimmy garoppolo or whatever or whoever else they had out here throwing him the ball just like i can't believe like the money this we tell people all the time money don't make you happy it just makes you money yeah i mean especially when you already got money <laughs> it ain't like maybe for somebody who don't have anything that first that first couple of years in that situation but the thing is you can buy your way out of a lot of issues but some issues you can't buy your way out of and those are the most important ones <laughs> or at least yes. the, the ones that impact your physical or your mental health and your happiness more than anything else are the ones that you cannot throw money at all the time and Devonte certainly has learned that uh, um when you talk about games where they advertise with somebody else, I done seen a lot of Max Crosby ads when we go into Raiders games. That's how you know you ain't in a good spot if you're a receiver. They putting up them rushes, them DNs. That's a that's an the issue. The DNs who I don't even think has even been at all pro. Like it's another <laughs> thing with TJ Watt. There's some name recognition yeah. going on there yeah. that goes beyond just him, right? But when, when they come out here like Josh Jacobs and the Las Vegas Raiders, My Hunter Renfro. It's mind blowing that the NFL still put up numbers, no matter how would you advertise it with. They oh, still yeah, yeah, put yeah. up numbers. We'll give it a run. We'll watch some of it. Uh, <laughs> our it. friend Mita Cobbs with a great, uh, a great tweet about the Bills because this is the thing. I've seen all the criticisms of Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, about the predictability of the play call and everything else. I watched you on Get Up on Wednesday. I heard you guys talking about that, but Mita, you know, I don't know what all these things always mean. But she's like, over the last month, the Bills are first in the league in success rate, eighth in EPA per play, but they're 32nd in turnover margin. And the turnover margin would be Josh Allen. And I just want to throw this out there for people. Just throw this out here, okay? I took a lot of hell from a lot of people because I was very strident that Josh Allen was going to get his general manager and his coach fired when they drafted him. Obviously, he has gotten those people raises. He has gotten those people extensions. And it appears that it took, we're in the sixth year, it took until the sixth year. However, Josh Allen just got a coach fired. 
He just got Ken Dorsey fired. They just, I told y'all that he would get them fired. Not just he was there to get, look, if they, if they good at all this other stuff and they scored all these points, but the problem is he turned the ball over. I got my sweet vindication right here. He did, in fact, get somebody fired. And McDermott, it feels like, I mean, I, I think he's fine, but there, there's some rumblings. And when you move on from a coordinator, from both your coordinators in the matter of 12 months and get worse at defense and probably likely get worse at offense because you can't really get that much better based on them numbers that I've been looking at. Uh, you know who next? You. So yeah. in this in this window slammed shut on them, they all old and hurt. Like it's it's old news now, but they the window is closed. They're gonna have to rebuild and who they gonna rebuild uh with. Josh Allen is number one. You ain't gonna get yourself fired because you're much too difficult to find. But the rest of them they they know that their days might be numbered. Well, they extended McDermott. Yeah. And maybe this turns into one of those situations at some point where you trade them for draft capital, like you get a second round pick or something like that. Because it seems like they things going to hell all at once. Like the dudes don't seem to be liking each other that much. You know, like everything seems to be going. Yeah, yeah. Nah, this is the thing. And look, they've hitched their wagon to a dude who every now and then drops back, looks around and get that. I don't know if you remember the BSOD, the blue screen of death. You remember the blue screen of oh, death? Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. You just be working on your computer. The next thing you know, bow, blue screen of death. Don't nobody know what to do. That's Josh Allen. Josh Allen be back there. He be looking like, oh, my God, the blue screen of death. And he just start hitting control, all delete, control, all delete, control, all delete. And then he looks up, and who knows what happened next. And so, like, a great quarterback or a good quarterback is so hard to find. And this has been my position on Josh Allen for quite some time now. It was first, I was like, no, he not good. Y'all not going to convince me that he good. Then Stefan Diggs showed up and I was like, oh, this guy is really good, bordering on great. And then I was like, he just got to hone a couple things. And it seems to me that what I've been able to accept, and it's easy for me to accept, I'm not a Bills fan or Bills coach, they have not been willing to accept. And that is, there are trade-offs in life. The good comes with the bad. This is who he is. He going to do some wild things that work out sometimes and then some things that you like are confused by. And I noticed that of all the people, you know, that old kind of um, trope that a lot of players fall back on is like, man, I'm Dominique when I walk through life. And then I turn into Fox when I'm on the field because I'm so <laughs> aggressive and crazy. Like a lot of players say stuff like that. And it's true for him. If you see him interviewed after a game, he'd be talking about it like it was somebody else. And what you're not going to do <laughs> is coach that out of that man. And nor should you try. Like, you need to build a roster around that and also talk to your players pregame. We going in. Josh going give it, to give it to him a couple times. When I was in college, our defensive coordinator would say that because we had a college quarterback. And he would we would practice sudden change. That became the focal point of all of our defensive play and practice every day. Sudden change. We would bring benches out to the practice field and go sit on them. And then have him yell, sudden change, sudden change. To the point where on Saturdays when they threw a pick, we was hype. We was like, oh, we got our chance. Sudden change. Sudden change. Let's go show these people that it don't matter if you fumble the ball on our own 20. We got this. That's what they need to be doing because he ain't never going to stop being this. Y'all already beat the odds once. He, You already got to the point where he's like, 
No quarterback has ever come back from this before and showed us to be good. He did it once. Y'all not about to do it again? Yo, and on top of that, Dalvin Cook, little brother, giving the ball up too. They went straight for his pockets in that game. <laughs> oh, man, he dribbled one of them. <laughs> it bounced right back up to him. He was so lucky. That thing bounced right back up to him because they wouldn't even been in that game if it wasn't for the fact that he had that long run that was fluky. No, But my thing with the Bills, people wanted it for them so bad in a way that didn't really make sense. Like people for that whole team, I know they missed the playoffs for like 20 years. I get that so I don't know these people like people wanted it for them so bad and lost track. And I think this happens to just about everybody with the NFL. Yeah. Every now and then you get a team like the chiefs or you get a, I mean, obviously the Patriots run is just kind of unprecedented, but Hey man, you got two, three years of this. And if y'all don't make it happen in those two, three years, unless you make a big change somewhere, but what you doing, it ain't going down. Like the chiefs have won this division all these years, but they had to make a big change. And the big change is getting Jordan in there. And right. was willing. It, they were, were they like 13 and 3, 12 and 4? Like they were doing that with Alex Smith, something like that. Like that is not a, a situation where most people were like, hey, let's get a first round quarterback. No, most people would say, we got a number one overall pick that nobody else could fix. We fixed them. We balling out here. You're right. And so sometimes it's not obvious. And the risky thing or the tough thing is how risky those decisions are. Is because I would say, I mean, I don't know what the probability of the success rate is, but given how many first-round quarterbacks are drafted and how many of them actually turned out to be good, I would say you wasting a pick. And I know how stupid it sounds right now, but you drafted a quarterback at 10. You wasting a pick because you're close to the Super Bowl. Get somebody that can help you now. It's like Jordan Love. Why are you getting a quarterback? Get somebody that can help you now. But they made that risk. Yeah. I don't know if it was they 20%, like, 10%, 15%. They made that risk. Ooh, ooh, that thing came up sevens. Dominique, they was like, we didn't waste no pick. You know why they knew they didn't waste no pick? They were like, look, between me and you, we ain't going to no Super Bowl with Alex Smith. We don't matter who we draft. We're right. not going there with this guy. That's what his last team said. His right. last team did that. Hey, look, they took they took – Colin Kaepernick in the second round with that pick where they have to, right? They made the, basically the same move, and I'll never forget Alex Smith got a concussion. They brought Kaepernick in. He won a Monday night game, and I was like, well, we know they're going to go back to Alex Smith, and they didn't. And I was like, oh, so this was the plan. Got it. <laughs> this was the plan all along. They just needed a reason, and, <laughs> and y'all gave him one, and I promise you, the week after uh, that Monday morning meeting, they, that uh, Harbaugh had a meeting just him and Kaepernick. I guarantee this happened. And he was like, look, man, we got you here for a reason. All I need you to do is not blow this. We ain't trying to go back. And he did not. Took them all the not. way to the ball. It was a, a, a catch away from, uh, I think, Jimmy Smith broke up that pass yep. in the end zone to uh, Crabtree. That yep. that close to winning that thing and changing history. If he'd have won that Super Bowl, they'd have been treating him so good. He would have forgot about he would have forgot about racism. He may never took a knee. We <laughs> never had this. everything's different. And by the way, I would also like to make the note: Alex Smith got a lot more popular after he lost his job to Colin Kaepernick. Right? We went from all these years of calling him a bust, an NFC Championship game where they convert no third downs via pass. All that stuff. He lost his job to Colin. Colin, man, he got so he became so sympathetic. As before, his leg got all you know, 
Like yeah. that, that, that I would have understood. All he did was lose his job. What, what's the honor in that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not even honor. It's the same reason why you said I don't understand why everybody was felt like was rooting for the Bills. It's not honor. It's uh, it's a story arc. It's sympathy. You know how everybody loved the underdog. The Bills have been bad forever. They lost four times in the Super Bowl in the '90s. So the idea of the Bills having success is the little engine that could. Dominique, Dominique, Geno Smith had been working hard to try to get it right, dealt with two years, Rex Ryan, got his job, got his jaw broke, and people people blamed him. You can't have a coal-fired little engine. <laughs> you, can't, you can't have a coal-fired little engine. Don't nobody root for that. They want the steam-powered little engine. <laughs> Only me and you this. root for the, the coal-powered engine. You're right. I misunderstood the specifications. <laughs> I misunderstood the specifications. I'm going to throw this at you right fast because I forgot to say this to Kenny Beach and we're coming up on time. But Kenny, you know, he's 27 years old. He's from Chicago, so he's a Bulls fan, but he never got to see like the Jordan thing, right? And you know what that made me think about? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. That must be what it's like to be from one of the the Rust Belt cities. Where it used to be cracking. They really had it cracking. But oh, you, ne- you never saw that meal when it was humming. You know what I'm saying? You never saw them cars coming off that line. You oh. never saw them cats with the gators. All you see is poverty and despair. It's just cold. It and ain't like- nobody got no fur. and then they don't nobody got the money to tear down the mills and the plants so it's just a monument to what once was which is almost work not almost it is actually much worse it it don't feel good i mean you from baltimore you was they try to tell you they try to tell you dog them docks them docks used to be humming they really was People don't think about Baltimore as one of those cities, but I know it is. It's on. Yes. The, it's a little bit on the East Coast, and we got seafood. So it's the funny thing is when people talk about Baltimore, they compare it to D.C., and they compare it to New York and Philadelphia, other major East Coast cities. And I be trying to tell people, man, we are a terrible version of that. We are great <laughs> Pittsburgh, though. We are an awesome <laughs> Pittsburgh. Can, compare us to Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Detroit, places like that because that's what that, that is what Baltimore is. I don't live there no more, but I lived there long enough to know that is our that's our stock. Y'all like y'all like a bunch of NBA all stars. All those cities is like a bunch of NBA all stars that all toe up their knees and then went to go play in Europe. You like yeah, we we La Liga baby. That's what we are. It's still perfectly good basketball. <laughs> It's like remember in '83 when we got drafted in the first round. That was that was a good time, and I tore up my knee, and I had to go. You laughing a little too hard over there, Houston? Oh, I, mean, I, I guess because really that's because Houston been on the come up. Houston yeah, stay on the come up. Yeah, I was about to say, Y'all I ain't got that bad. 
Yeah, where y'all gonna expand your league and let St. Louis in? You know what I'm saying? Like St. Louis. <laughs> nah, we are not at that point of uh, conference realignment. We ain't that desperate yet. That's us. You're not gonna, you're not you, gonna turn this into Conference USA. Get you some St. Louis. Get a little New Orleans in there. Y'all want hey, y'all want to bring them in? Hey, I married a woman from D.C., which is where I have lived for the last ten years of my life. So I mean, I'm sorry, Baltimore. I had to had to get up out of there. That ain't that ain't for us. But you from you got Houston and Atlanta, two cities that are on a perpetual come up. So you just wait. Twenty years from now, we're gonna be back in this rust belt popping again, and y'all gonna be broke. What the hell y'all gonna do to get back cracking? I don't know. Drugs? <laughs> Who knows? I have no say, idea, man. Heroin is making a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> that money be, well, I mean, hey, hey, that money be flowing. I don't know what we can do. We're going to have to do like, uh, what's that, Steve Harvey? Computers. Was that, <laughs> that old uh, Kings of Comedy? What you do? Yeah, computers. computer school. Y'all got to go to computer school. <laughs> school. We got to go to computer school. I grew up with them commercials all the time where they would make it seem like you just had to go to this class and they teach you everything about computers and then you had a job for life. Oh, they still making them. They still making them. They still out, they still out here like, yo, if you learn how to type, all your problems go away. Okay. <laughs> everything go away. You just got to learn how to type. <laughs> they don't never connect it with no companies. They just like, hey, learn computers. Call this 1-800 number and learn computers. You're like, what? Okay. Yo, man, I've like been tempted to want to go into one of those just one time because I want to like, I want to see who's there to see if there's anybody I can help and also see who the person is who, if I may be frank, come on, dog, this was never going to be you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, like, it's, like, it's, they should use, I mean, they should use that as like a way to self-select because there is some level of like ambition and initiative to, to people who show up for that thing, right? But they, I don't know. It just don't seem like, and maybe I, I'm speaking out of school. I just don't know nobody who ever gone there and then actually did turn something around out of that, out of those type of places. Yeah, we sound real classist right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, it's not classist. They they out here exploit these people for money and not give the opportunity. Yes. Like that's not classist. Like oh no no no, you're I'm right. Wrong. These are this is definitely a half step away from the people who want who, the people who got you out here selling knives. Like these are this, <laughs> is, this, this is it's, it's definitely scheming. it's real scheming. I'm sorry, like I. Do. I, you grew up in it with the son of professors. It's a slightly different experience. I did not grow up like that. I was very close to these things. I made a, a big, I traveled a long distance from uh, the economic class that I was in, which means that I still could touch it. And I still know what it's like. And I know that they out here exploiting these people, trying to take advantage of these people at least. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't know what it's like, but I do know those people because that's what oh, I yeah. went to school with. We, <laughs> we all do. That is a, that is a, uh, um, uh, a result of being black in America is all of us are like one degree away, if not that. Yeah, you are right. But that is Dominique Foxworth. Check him out on the Dominique Foxworth show available wherever you get your podcast. My man, I appreciate you. Oh, thank you, man. All right, Sean, help the people out what they need to put on with prize picks. All right, Bo, here are my picks uh, for this Sunday and a little Monday NFL slate. Um, let's start things off. CJ Stroud, 254 and a half yards. I'm taking more because he's playing the lousy Arizona Cardinals. Brock Purdy, 247 and a half yards. I'll take more there. This is a good one. Zach Wilson, I'm going to take 212 and a half yards less. You sure that's not the trick, though? You sure that's not the trick? They might trick me there, but I'm hoping he does what Zach Wilson does. And finally, Monday Night Football, 
Jalen Hurts, 240 and a half yards. I'm taking more there. All right. I, I see I see the vision, Sean. I see the vision. I'm rooting for you and everybody else. All right, man. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Right Time. We do this three days a week. Sean, you handled everything behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Hit the voicemail line, 323-596-7767. 323-596-7767. Since we was talking about the computer school, tell us the most ridiculous get-rich-quick scheme anybody tried to put in front of you and if it's crypto it's crypto 323-596-7767 also remember follow the right time subscribe like rate us review us give us five stars you only give us four stars i'm inclined to believe that you are a hater all right we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days take it easy <laughs> 